the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. So, it's Rob Black and your money show. At the top of the hour, I do what's called headline news, and I could hear the audience. If I had a studio audience, they'd be chanting, headline news, headline news, headline news. But since I don't have a studio audience, you'll just have to do it at home for me so I could feel your magic and feel your vibe. Let's start off with a story. After a massive taxpayer bailout last year, General Motors says it's now in the black. Chief Financial Officer Chris Liddell, he spoke to Fox Business Network about the company's fortune making $900 million. Well, it's obviously pleasing, and in particular, given uh, all the losses of last year. You know, we're rebuilding the company here, and one of the important and critical steps of rebuilding a company is to, to become profitable. So it's great to be able to achieve profitability. Yep, and GM's going to come out with an IPO at some point in time, and they're going to pay back the government, and they're a super lean, mean fighting machine. Back in the 1990s and most of 2000s, I said, I don't like GM, I don't like Ford, I don't like Chrysler, because their unions are promised too much. And ultimately, the shareholder is financing that. There were stories back then that, you know, the first $5,000 off any vehicle goes to the pension plans for the union. Now, you know my opinion on unions. I think they're important for firefighters. I think they're important for police. I think they're important for teachers. I do. I totally do. I think we as a society can screw people pretty aggressively who are in these type of jobs. I'm not a big fan of unions for normalized jobs that can be done by anyone that are not highly skilled, nor do they require 24-7-365 access to the public. So congratulations, Liddell. He's the CFO. He says part of the improvement is quality. Overseas sales have helped. Sales in China and Brazil have helped. I'm not going to be wildly bullish on the car companies, but with that said, I'm not going to be wildly bearish on them. So I'll look at their debt again, their bonds. Because they have leaned down through bankruptcy proceedings. Elsewhere, Native Alaskans, they're worried that proposed oil exploration in some area waters could destroy their way of life. More from Fox News Radio's Dan Springer. Backlash from the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico could derail exploration plans that were already approved for the Arctic waters off of Alaska. Shell has paid over $3 billion for leases in the Chukchi and Beaufort Seas. Its plans to drill five exploratory wells this summer when the ice melts have been approved by the Minerals Management Service. But after the Gulf accident, environmental groups sued. There's an estimated 27 billion barrels of oil in the U.S. part of the Arctic Ocean, but Alaskan natives say the risk of getting it is too high and a major spill would wipe out their subsistence hunting way of life. In Seattle, Dan Springer, Fox News Radio. Yeah, it, there's pros and cons and everything. And will, again, the offshore oil drilling and how it's hurting the Gulf of Mexico and the fishing community and the shrimping community and the oyster community and, and the potential for the same exact accident to happen in Alaska and the, 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 the Indians that live in Alaska, uh, the Eskimos, 
how would it hurt their way a lot? I, there's so many unintended consequences, so many moving parts. I know that over the weekend, British Petroleum, they think that they've capped some of the flow, but that still over 90% of the flow is coming out. This is environmental disaster is getting worse. The waters are starting to swirl. We're in hurricane season soon. This is going to go down in history as is probably the worst ecological man-made disaster of all time. It's it's not even it probably won't even be close to the Valdez. Valdez will look like a small oil spill comparatively. Tragic, eh? A popular social networking site Facebook has many users in an uproar over their ever-changing privacy settings. Fox News Radio's Brett Larson has more. With 400 million users worldwide, it's hard to keep everyone happy. But when it comes to securing personal photos and status updates, it seems Facebook's new changes have riled users once again. It comes on the heels of a security breach where users' content, even personal messages, were briefly made public. But the new settings are a minefield of changes, and your picture, username, and interests are no longer something you can make private, a move that upsets users and has Facebook saying, you made the decision to join yourself. Brett Larson, Fox News Radio. I've been a very slow adapter of Facebook because, A, I wanted to see it flesh out and go through a couple of revisions, and B, I didn't want those revisions to be done on me. I highly recommend doing less for a period of time on Facebook until you feel comfortable doing more. I, I've i scaled down. I've, I've never put a wall post up. Like, I don't. I'll, re, I'll put a wall post on you, but not on me. There's nothing on me. I don't want nothing on me. I want my privacy totally honored. I'm not freaky about it. I just don't want anything like, oh, good God. There was a picture of me and with a friend in college that, you know, maybe we got drunk and dressed up as goats. If he were to post that, it would ruin my professional reputation. Thank God I don't let anyone post photos on my side because uh, I want to be tagged in nothing. And then being tagged on someone else's wall, that's horrific as wall. well. I don't like it. I don't like it in any way, shape, and or form. And from the the file of surprising... Former First Lady Laura Bush, she sounds off on certain hot topics. She's got a book out there. She says she thinks same-sex marriage should be legalized. And her point, listen to this, I think you might agree with it. It's a debate that I think people want to have, but I hope they have it in a way that uh, protects people. And in many ways, I think it's generational and that gay, gay marriage will come. I agree. And who would have thought that Laura Bush... Wife of George Bush would say gay marriage is A-OK in her mind and that it's generational and that it will come. I say congratulations to her for having the courage to say that in her lifetime because that breaks against the norm of what people have uh, people's popular opinion is on it. And I think it is generational. Uh, what I think what two people do in the privacy of their bedroom, fine by me. You could like goats for all I care. You could marry a goat for all I care. The, the weird part about it gets into is, is the health care. And absolutely, positively, do I think that um, gay marriages should have access to health care and same and estate planning and laws to pass on assets so that families can't take it from the loved one? Absolutely, I think we need more laws there. And uh, I've seen I've seen lives ruined, ruined because it can't be done. You know, a uh, gay couple, one of them dies, has million dollars. He wants his partner to get that money, but the family thinks, well. Your marriage was never legal. That money should go to our family. That's messed up. It's messed up. It's messed up on so many levels. Next up, the Texas Board of Education is set to vote this week on a new textbook standards. And those new standards are likely to show up in textbooks all across the country, since publishers often stick to just one version. The American atheists, they're protesting the proposed changes, saying there's too much religion in the books. 
by Jonathan Sands with the Liberty Institute says history often includes religion and information can't be cherry picked. And this is a liberal atheist group that has a political agenda. If they had their way, they probably wouldn't want students to learn about the Alamo because at one time it was a Catholic, a religious mission. And uh, they probably would want to take under God out of the pledge. What crazy new world do we live in that we as Americans can't agree on history? What crazy, crazy world? We are a nation under God, according to our Pledge of Allegiance. Do you like it or not? Who cares? That's what it is at this point in time. That's the way it should be taught at this point in time. The Alamo was a Catholic mission, and it should be taught that it was a Catholic mission at one point in time. God, people are so anal. People are so tense in this country. Just as soon as I think we're moving forward with Laura Bush saying gay marriage is generational problematic and that it should be allowed. As soon as I hear that, then we hear Texas freaking out over about what should be included in textbooks, evolution or religion and situations along those lines. Can't we all just figure it out? We're Americans. We can get to the friggin' fragging moon. We can do nuclear science. We can do biotech engineering. Uh, we can now make babies that look like Brad Pitt. Well, not the babies, but they'll grow up to look like Brad Pitt. And yet we can't agree on textbooks. What's wrong with us? Elsewhere. And this is the from the file of, thank God it wasn't me, because I would have crapped my pants. Nervous moments for passengers on a United Airlines jet that made an emergency landing outside Washington, D.C. last night. Details from Fox News Radio's Rich Johnson in Washington. The United Airlines flight from New York's JFK bound for Los Angeles landed at Dulles Airport after some passengers smelled smoke about 30 minutes into the flight. An FAA official says there was a small fire on board and it was contained. Passengers did see someone carrying a fire extinguisher to the cockpit, while flight attendants started going over safety procedures with those in the exit rows. All 105 passengers and seven crew members got out safely. In Washington, Rich Johnson, Fox News Radio. Okay, the moment the flight attendants start, you know, telling us exactly what's going on in the emergency exits for a second time, I crap my pants. I that would freak me out a little bit too much, little bit too much. And you see someone running to the cockpit with a fire extinguisher. And there's no scenario that's good. Like you know, the pilots probably aren't lighting sandwich bags on fire and playing jokes with each other. That would be pretty tense. I once was on a plane that completely missed the runway and it had a rough landing off the runway um probably the closest i've come to quote unquote dying but man that one would freak me out a little bit too much to get your calls on the air it's 800-345-5639 it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air it's rob black and your money show i'm rob black coming up there's a big battle about the bandwidth it being a plenty, and how much should we be allowed to use, and how much should we not be allowed to use, and who should decide this for us? That and your phone calls coming up on the Rob Black Humor Show. You're listening to the Rob Black Show on 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1-800-345-5639. Hey, I'm doing some emails, because I love your emails. Got an email from Julie, who's having a problem finding my Facebook group page. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's pretty easy to find my Facebook group page. It's under I Hate Rob Black, but you have to search groups. Can't tell you where it is on your screen, because I don't know. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Kay in Los Altos. Kay. Uh, good morning, Rob. I had a question is on a... Um a Brazilian company, it's a water company, utility. 
that I saw written up in Barron's in the beginning of May that looked pretty interesting. It picked my, picked my attention, and I wondered if you could give me your opinion. It's, um, the symbol is SBS. Right. I know nothing about this company. I can give you a little bit of background on the fundamentals, but um, the fact that it's got the fact that I can't pronounce it tells you I probably can't really invest in it. Uh, Campania de Sentimento, Basquio de Estuado de San Paulo. Like, that was awful, right? (laughs) I mean, my attempt is even awful. It's Brazil's largest water company. It serves more than 26 million people. It's a state controlled utility. Um, for short, you'd call it SABESP, S-A-B-E-S-P. It provides water services and waste uh, services to more than 370 municipalities out of the state, 645. So basically, it's, it's kind of like a monopoly. If you're going to do water or waste, you're going to land on this or another company um, 50% of the time. So it's it's good. It also sells water wholesale to other municipalities in the state. So it should be a pretty boring company, but... I don't know anything else about it. What did Barron's have to say about it that you liked? Well, it was pretty positive, and all the fundamentals uh, looked pretty good. And it, uh, they appeared to think that most of the risks was priced in, including some of the, extra- the foreign currency exchange. Fundamentally, it looks great. Valuation-wise, it looks great. But here's where I just... If you were to ask me to find San Paulo on the map, I couldn't do it. If you were to ask me to, what's the currency in Brazil... I probably couldn't do it. Real, isn't it? It is real, but it's also the dollar. But I just feel uncomfortable. I feel I. I don't like buying individual stocks from foreign countries that I couldn't like go visit their 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 business. Or if I were to listen to their conference call, I would identify the language and be able to pick up on you know majority of what's being said. Fundamentally, it looks like a beauty though. And there's some people out there, Kay, who just look at fundamentals. They don't even know the name of the company. But they see that they've done two billion to two point five to three point three billion in sales. They see that operating expenses, um, continuing operations looks good. That dividends per share. They used to have a dividend. They don't anymore. I would guess they acquired some companies. Their net profit margin has been eighteen percent at a high, seventeen point six percent at a low. Their gross profits grown from one billion to one point three billion to one point eight billion. So fundamentally, on paper, this one looks great. I don't know if their CEO is loco in the cocoa. I don't know if, like, there's some things that I'll just never be able to tell you. So I, I'm limited in my advice that I can give you, particularly on this company. But fundamentally, it looks, it looks like a beauty. Okay. So, and thanks for the call, Kay. Part of me, and I know you're saying, Rob, this is going to get personal. I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Part of me really, really wished uh, in, in another life I could have dated a Scottish chick. Something about that accent that I just totally love. And I know, I actually know Kay. She's on my Facebook page. She's she's on the older side, so it's not this, you know, September, you know, March thing going on. It's not that. I'm not going there. I'm not going to creep you out. But, I mean, don't we all wish we could have dated one person with a heavy, thick, crazy accent in our lifetime? I mean, isn't there something, something there? So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So, anyway, I told you I'd tell you the story, and I want to tell the story because I think it's a good story. It's on bandwidth, the plenty, and Congress, and taxes, and net neutrality. This is a big hot topic for a lot of individuals, a lot of individuals in the Bay Area in particular. So, first and foremost, there's a fight over regulating the Internet, and it's become the engine for a perpetual Washington fundraising machine. Okay, there's a fight on the regulating the Internet, and it's become 
an engine for fundraising. Do you see what I'm tying together right there? I posted this article at talk910.com under the Rob Black Show. It's there. So the chairman of the FCC, Julius Janikowski, has announced that his agency is going to be moving towards creating new restrictions on high-speed service providers like Comcast, AT&T, and Verizon. The way that he sees it, the FCC is defending the status quo of a free and open net. Preserving what people call net neutrality, it would mean barring service providers from favoring their own online offerings and those of business partners. It would also mean stopping the providers from slowing or blocking content from companies like Google's YouTube. Google's YouTube serves up 2 billion videos a day, and that slows the hell down of the Internet. It does. There's companies like AT&T who sells you that AT&T Apple smartphone, the iPhone, and then you go and watch videos, and it kills AT&T's performance. And that's one of the reasons, like, there's an app for it, and there's a map for it, and showing you the coverage, and everyone who has AT&T and the iPhone, they hate it. Everyone. I've not heard one person rave and go, my service is the best ever. I'll be quite honest with you. I got Verizon right now, and I hate the service. I still feel like every conversation goes like this. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, I I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Aren't we in the 21st century? Shouldn't we have um, tricorders and and Star Trek equipment and phasers? and, And shouldn't we, at this point in time, communicators? Shouldn't we be, and we're not? So anyway, this whole net neutrality issue, big issue, Grinikowski's move, it may guarantee years of jockeying in all three branches of the government. So here's what I'm seeing here is that it's in the best interest of government not to regulate the Internet yet. But maybe down the road, Comcast, AT&T, and Verizon will win their argument. Comcast doesn't want to serve up unlimited Internet. They don't, and they don't. They actually cap you. Even if you have an unlimited plan, they actually will cap you at some point in time and say, you know, you're, you're shut down for the month. Amazon and others, they want their the content disseminated free of special charges or limitations. They want to deliver videos. Google wants to deliver videos to you. They don't want to pay extra for doing it because they want it to hit their bottom line. So the GOP is going to get involved. The Democrats are going to get involved, and they're going to talk about what's good reform, what's not good reform. The idea of Comcast looking at my content and saying, you know what, let's slow that one down, and let's let's have the one from... For instance, maybe it's a hockey package because Comcast owns Versus. So maybe my neighbor who's watching Versus online, he gets his Internet faster than I get my Internet because I'm going to Google and YouTube who's not tied towards Comcast. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That that starts to anger me. With that said, I understand where they're coming from. I get the problem. So um, I put that article up at our webpage, talk910.com. There's a live. There's not a live blog there. We blew up the live blog. We got so tired of Mary and Paula that we blew it up just because of her. She's the same person. So she ruined it for everyone. So at that pl- at the website, I've, I've pledged to my company, Clear Channel, I'll write two times a week, and I'll put up some articles that I think are intriguing and interesting. And on top of that, people like Heidi will help me come up with uh, you know music lists that are cool and hip today for the cool and hip, for those who want to know the cool and hip. So all of that's at talk910.com under the Rob Black Show. It's all under the Rob Black Show. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's talk about one more quick topic. And again, um, I don't know where you fall on all of this. I'm developing a list of, and it's not finished yet, but it's a list of, of seven deadly sins of investing. And the first one on it is clearly to me um, greed. 
There's seven deadly sins. We've seen the movie Seven. We know that. There's wrath. There's greed. There's sloth. There's pride. There's lust. There's envy. There's gluttony. To me, greed is the worst of them all, in large part in this day and age of fast trading and fast moving stocks and Wall Street transactions and borrowing money from a 401k or borrowing money from a brokerage account. I just think it's too tempting for people to think that they're smarter than the system. And that's the number one thing that kills people in the world of money is greed. The fact that you're buying a mutual fund because you believe in a manager and the philosophy of the fund, that's cool. If you think you're better than a money manager, that's fine, but... When you strike it out on your own, you're going to find that you're going to succumb to greed and fear. I'd prefer you hire someone who's incredibly boring and inane. And there's people out there that I I highly recommend. There's a guy named Neil Hennessy, who honestly is a smart, smart money guy. But hmm, he would put me to sleep if I had to listen to him talking about money each and every day. He would. So greed's the number one thing that you've got to get rid of. You've got to find people that you can work with that, that don't succumb to greed or fear. You're listening to 9, 10 a.m. It's the Rob Black and Your Money Show. It's Rob Black and Your Money Show. There is a web page that supports the show, robblack.com, robblack.com. Keep in mind, you can get an app of this show. It's basically the radio rebroadcast, the Twitter account, uh, the Facebook account, all wrapped into one. It's a way of supporting the show. It's at Apple iTunes. If you buy it, just give me positive feedback. I'm looking for great feedback. I'm looking for wonderful feedback. I'm looking for He Walks on Water feedback. There's also another site out there, um, I Hate Rob Black, under Facebook. Go jump on it now. I'm going to jump on it and uh, answer some of the posts there. 9, 10 a.m., 800-345-5639. More stimulating talk. Sports cars and women are expensive. With Rob's help, you can afford them. You're listening to The Rob Black Show on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. It's actually not the Rob Black Show. Start over, start over, start over. Um, Affording your midlife crisis, you need money for hot cars and women. And I go, welcome back in. It's the Rob Black and your money show. I'm Rob Black. There we go. Fixed it. Went back in time and made it all perfect. Let's go to Rod in Alameda. How are you, Rod? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, Rob? Good, good. I was in Alameda this weekend at the Home Depot there. How were you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's raining out here now, so. It's raining? Well, good. I like rain. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, I'm considering um, investing some, some money, um, extra funds other than my other investments, uh, into a self-guided or self-directed IRA. Yep. Um, I'd like to get your opinion on those. And uh, what, if, if, uh, if there are certain uh, parameters or things to watch out for or, uh, just some general information on and your ideas on them. Well, I want to try to do too much, and I want to get fancy, and I would probably stick with index funds over stocks until you really, really get comfortable with cycles of the market. Um, I would find a list. I would start a shopping list of 20 names that you like right now that you would like in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. So names like Procter & Gamble, uh, names like Johnson & Johnson, names maybe like... Apple. Maybe that's your crazy name in five years. But keep in mind, at one point in time, we as a nation, we believed in Sony in the 1990s that they could do no wrong, and they did wrong. So if I were starting, I would probably keep it simple and and stupid. PepsiCo, there's nothing wrong with it. They make soda, they make chips, they make Doritos, they make Gatorade. It's never, ever going to get you into trouble. 
So with your self-directed IRA, I think that's the best place to go. It is simple and, and, and stupid. Um, I would buy one-fifth of my money in large-cap U.S. stocks. One, I'll make it even simpler. Wilshire 5,000 or the Russell 3,000 for 60% to start. And then I would put 20% in some sort of international value. And I'd put 20% in some sort of income or balanced fund inside the United States. Just for the first six months, nine months, Rod, to, to you kind of figure out what's going on. Okay. So, and thanks for the call. I would use Fidelity Vanguard or T. Rowe Price. And again, I wouldn't get too complicated to start out because what happens, and I've seen this happen so many times, people get pumped up, they get excited, they see Apple go from three bucks to two sixty, and they go, I want that. I could have, I knew that. But then when push comes to shove, they didn't do it or they don't do it or they panic too early, panic too late. Greed, fear, sloth, it all plays into it. So uh, simple and stupid. And Rod, take your wife out this weekend and, and go somewhere nice and hold her hand and tell her that she's your best friend. Even if she's not your best friend, women want to think that they're your best friend. So tell them that you're your best friend. Um, that's my advice on love and marriage to all people. Anyway, let's talk a little business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. Sirius XM Radio. They increased their guidance today. And if I were a gambling man, there's a line in a movie somewhere, I'm a gambling man by nature. But I'm not a gambling man. But if I were a gambling man, what I hear today, I would like. And I would say, I like it a lot. Now, keep in mind, they got all sorts of issues. Can they or can they not resign Howard Stern by the end of the year? But this morning they've come out and they said they, they expect their net subscriber additions for the year to be 750000 pro forma, ultimately. Slightly better than expected. They expect the revenue to be $2.75 billion, Slightly better than expected. They expect pro forma adjusted income from operations to be $575 million. Now, again, pro forma is kind of funny because what that means is made up. It means fantasy. It means like if you were to tell me your earnings before you had to pay for gas and cars and repairs and if you were to tell me how much you're going to make this year before you had to pay for food it would be worth a lot more than what you're going to make at the end of the year right so it's kind of a fantasy number and i don't like that now they also say in this press release that comes out this morning that they expect free cash flow for 2010 to exceed 100 million this is a company that doesn't have to have earnings i know that's the weirdest thing in the world to explain how can you say a company doesn't have to have earnings well companies like time warner They've, they're a huge operation, huge operation. So when they bought AOL, what they loved about it was people were paying $19.95 a month for the internet. You got an internet connection, and you got their little software that puts you on the internet. They liked that because they were able to take that money, write off massive losses at AOL while they were paying down debt at Time Warner. That's the basic idea. You don't have to make money to be successful on Wall Street. You just have to be paying down debt making your losses smaller or having the cash flow to potentially make your losses smaller. So cash flow is really, really important. I'm not going to say it's more important than earnings because it ain't not in my book, but for some people it is elsewhere in business news, Hewlett Packard. They're anticipating solid quarter this quarter driven by improving hardware tone. Now analysts are seeing HP at the higher end of their guidance, meaning a meet or beat kind of consensus. There's a lot of conviction right now from constructive data points in the industry. 
typically positive commentary from other tech peers like Apple and Intel and Cisco, as well as Best Buy, that you can get a good feeling for where Hewlett Packard should line up. So analysts are saying, you know, expect for the company to raise their guidance. Typically, Wall Street reacts pretty positively. I'd buy Hewlett Packard. That'd be a name that I would own for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I prefer IBM, to be quite honest with you, but I would buy HP. I get it. I get it. Elsewhere in the world of business time, smartphone source checks suggest that Android is gaining momentum against research in motion. That's right. This kind of makes sense, right? Research in motion, BlackBerry, I just don't feel that people feel it's, it's the edge, that they've got enough apps to feed us. There's an app for my show, Rob Black and Your Money, at Apple iTunes. That might grow. If my, two people, they look at three phones, they research much BlackBerry. They look at the Droid by Motorola tied towards um, Google. They look at Apple iPhone and they go, ooh, sweet. The only one I can get the Rob Black app on is the Apple, so I'm doing that one. Now you can get on your iPad, your iPod, your iTunes, multiple places. But anyway, you get the idea. So so where do I go with this? Where do I go with this? So checks right now at Verizon and AT&T and Deutsche Telekom and Sprint is saying that BlackBerry continues to enjoy very strong support, but that it's starting to lose momentum to Android and Google and maybe even some Microsoft-based devices, especially the HTC Incredible Android at Verizon. HTC HD2 is a Microsoft product at Deutsche Telekom. So I'm not telling you to give up on research in motion. Just know the risks. It's starting to teeter-totter towards risk and not reward. Visa got an upgrade today to buy from neutral at SunTrust. Basically, that opportunity where Visa got hit last week on new legislation. Wall Street's figuring out it ain't nothing but a thing. It ain't nothing but a thing. And Morgan Joseph today, they're saying that Monsanto's pricing policies have been too aggressive, if not obscene. They're talking about the company. They say the nature of conjecture. They say that some of the critics believe that Monsanto has a monopoly in seed and traits. And that that threatens the future of mankind through gene-altered food. And it spawned numerous weed species tolerant to the herbicides Roundup. Roundup, they're finding now, is that we've used it so much in nature that weeds are starting to figure out the the code. And they're starting to get stronger and say, screw you, Roundup. You ain't going to kill me. So it's going to take a year, two years, three years, according to the analyst community. But th- this is a stock you want to buy today because by the time it gets rolling and by the time it puts, you know, gene-altered food ruins mankind, by the time the, the Roundup stories get tired, stock might have already moved. So one analyst is out there today saying, you know, buy it when you can. It's a company that, that basically makes most of the seeds of the food that we eat. There you go. There you go. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. That's your business time. Coming up, I've got more stimulating talk. I've got more content. i got content coming out my yin-yang today. So um, I'll talk about what's happening on the market, and I'll give you a little bit more about the media industry and how they view Apple. It's Rob Black Show. Rob Black and your money. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. Does money buy happiness? Well, do big houses, nice cars, and hot women make you happy? Then, yes, money definitely buys happiness. The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Howdy, howdy, howdy. This weekend was Beta Breakers in the Bay Area. 
And it's not beta breakers. It's bay to breakers. And it's from the bay bridge to basically the water, the breakers. And it's a, you know, a pretty good run across town. And it's, it's well-known nationally. And people dress up in costumes. Like, they carry floats around. And it's a huge expense to the city because what do you do after your float's done? You throw it in the, tr- in the, in the street and let someone else worry about it. A couple of years ago, I did it because you have to do it once in your lifetime. It's a mandatory Northern California thing. And I, like I, for instance, I saw a big float called the Gropinator. And it was right around the time that Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was being called out for groping a couple of the people that he works with in movies. And it was pretty funny because it was like six, seven guys and they'd have this huge Arnold Schwarzenegger head. And this huge head would approach young ladies during the run and it would grope them with big old puppet hands. And it's funny. Ha ha. You get it. And like women were volunteering to be groped for it. So it kind of shows you the sense of humor that, that, you know. Everything's off. Everything that's off limits normally. Everything that's politically incorrect is suddenly politically correct on beta breakers. And I've got a pretty cute story. And Heidi ran beta breakers this weekend with her loved one. She dressed up as a nerd. Her husband dressed up as a nerd. Lame, 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 lame. But like, for instance, you'll see salmon. It's a you're, you see salmon. So it's a seven mile run. You're going to the water, and basically they start at the water. And it's a group of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people who are running against the stream. It's funny. It's a great idea. And when you when you run into them, you're like, what are these jerks doing? And then you figure out they're the salmon. Heidi? So the new addition to the salmon this year um, going against everybody else going upstream was that there were people dressed as bears chasing the salmon that were going <laughs> upstream. It's pretty funny. I like that. So you ran the beta breakers. You didn't really run the beta breakers. You drank and walked to the beta breakers. Yeah. Any, any unusual sights? Um, it was a pretty typical. It seemed like there's less floats this year. Um, I think that they're charging um a fair amount to have a you know you have to register your float. You can't just they're not okay. they're cracking down on the whole just jump on in and every you know don't register for the race. So everybody had to register for their float this year. So there was a lot less of them. Um, there felt like just a lot of people this year, a lot of people. Um, the weather wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Um, as far as costumes go, there was a lot of BP hazmat oil spill cleanup teams. Okay. Um, which, you know, every year it's kind of news relevant, you know, stuff that people dress up as. Um, During the Clinton era, there might have been a lot of women wearing black dresses with goop all over it. Right. There was, um, you know, during all the layoffs, there was a lot of pink slips running around. Nice, nice, um, nice. Yeah, things like that. But uh, there were no costumes that I saw that I was completely blown away by. Oh, really? I mean, there was there was funny haha stuff, but nothing that I was just like, wow, that yeah. is amazing. So you know? I like the bears chasing the salmon. I think that's your best addition today. You saw Cute, some, right? Did you see any nude people? Oh, yeah. So definitely saw some nude people. The city's trying to crack down on the nude people. Is the nude people on the rise or on the fall? It seemed like there was a little less this year. And I think usually they wear um, typically fluorescent green hats. I don't know where that came from or why, how they coordinated that decision. But every year you see them wearing fluorescent green hats. And I just didn't see as many this year. Gotcha. You still see them, but not as many. Thanks, Heidi. I want to gather everyone around the fireplace right now. And I'm going to tell you a story. It's, It's my Beta Breakers Cron story. I work for a television network, Cron. And instead of saying the word that rhymes with tennis that starts with P or that rhymes with enus, I'm going to say the word hoo-ha. Now, right around this time, eight years ago, my television station got fined by the FCC because 
they put on someone from a puppet show called The Puppetry of the Hoo-Ha, or The Puppetry of the Enus. It's a better way of saying that. And they come on the morning show, and the morning person, Daria Folsom, she doesn't know what the, 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 the show is. And it's a show, it's a Broadway show where people take their hoo-ha and basically make puppets out of it. You put a big flashlight on it and, hey, look, it's a swan. I know, you're saying only in America, right? Oh, it's a butterfly. Ooh, it's a turtle. Um, and I don't know, I, I, all I can say is the morning producer who thought of bringing this on the show got fired. And rightfully so. But we got fined like $27,000 because suddenly she goes, so what do you do at your show? And this guy rips out his hoo-ha. He rips out his anus and, and says, this is what I do. <laughs> and he got on air. So, okay, that next year, my television station runs what's called uh, Beta Breakers coverage. They've been doing it for many, many, many years. And I work for a guy named Jim Swanson. He's a great guy. He's incredibly funny. He's incredibly colorful. He's loving. He's the guy who came up with uh, Bay Area Backroads. He's won several Emmys. Smart, smart guy. Television's different than radio because everyone in television's wildly smart. Everyone. Radio, not so much. The money's bigger in television. I think it just draws smarter people. Now, my boss, Ricky, he's incredibly smart. I think he's Einstein's brother. But I'm telling you, this guy, Jim Swanson, incredibly smart. So we're running the coverage one year. And this is the year after we just get this big fine. It hurt the station. It's well known, like, nude people run beta breakers. And it's well known, like, you can't have that on TV. You can't show that on TV. One complaint, and that station gets shut down. One complaint. And, you know, that fine from last year's will be looked at. And this is during the Jan Jackson era, okay? So they're incredibly sensitive. So Jim's the director. And in television, what this means, and again, this is really cool. If you ever saw the TV show Sports Night, that's actually pretty accurate of what a television room looks like. The back office, the people who are making the decision. There's typically three or four monitors, and the monitors will have camera one, camera two, camera three, camera four. So, for instance, during a news broadcast, the anchor will be on one. There will be a two-shot for the anchor and the co-anchor. There will be a one-shot for the co-anchor, and there will be a, a four-shot, which will get all three, including the sports person. So, and, and TVs will move around, but upstairs in the booth, they'll see all these four cameras all at once. And like, for instance, camera two, you can pick your nose because you're not on camera one. Camera one's the hot shot. Camera four, you can be, you know, going like this in your mouth. You can go, wah, 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 and you, no one will see it. So you're off camera in camera four, camera three, camera two. The only camera that matters to the viewers is camera one. And Jim Swanson's directing, and, and directors do this. They'll go, go to camera two in three, two. One. Okay, let's line up camera three and uh, get camera three ready to go to camera one and uh, get a wider shot on this. And Chris, are you ready to go? Or Chris, are you ready to go with camera three? Okay, go to th three, go to one, three, go to one. So it goes like that. So if you see anything on camera one that's not supposed to be there, you call it out. You call it out as loud as you can. And during beta breakers, it's a lot because a reporter could be talking with or a, a microphone in his hands and whoop, nude person runs right in front of him. And you don't want to get that. Or a reporter could be showing a long shot of the runners coming down the street. And, you know, you can't possibly see all 50 runners. You can't identify all 50. You kind of see the group. But then someone in the broadcast booth will see, you know, nudity. And they'll call out nudity. And you'll, you'll instantly go off that shot kind of thing. So anyway, Jim's running the board. He's running the booth. He's the director. And he's, he's the funniest guy I know. He's the best boss I've ever worked with. He's top notch. He's all that in a bucket of chicken. And everyone's trained to look this year. I mean, everyone's looking for anything that can't go out on air. And he is the director 
or he's basically executive producing at this point in time. So he's not calling take the next shot. He's basically helping keep eyes on the shot, okay? So he's, there's Chris Murphy's interviewing uh, pretty much so, and I hate saying this, flaming homosexual, flaming gay male. And he's got little short shorts on, little short shorts. And he starts jumping up and down. Like, he's so happy to be on TV. I'm so happy to be on TV. And every time he jumps, his hoo-ha, his enus goes to his knee. And then he, he settles back down and his pants covered up. And then he jumps and goes to his knee, settles back down and goes. So this whole time, Jim is in the background going, enus, enus, enus. And no one's turning it off camera for 15 seconds. He's screaming, basically, I see it, I see it, I see it. And no, like no one else could see it because they're only seeing the guy as he's talking to Chris and they're looking for like people walking around them. They're, they're seeing that his shorts covering everything up. But every time he jumps, it drops out. It's the funniest blooper that you will never see on television. I probably will get fired for telling that story. I told it as truthfully as I could. It's a real story. Um, it was one of the greatest. I mean, he makes me laugh. And remember like Janwal. Here's another story. Janwal, Kron's famous for Kron is famous for, and if you hate my story time, send me an email and I'll never do it again. Kron is famous for documentaries, right? Um, you know, the, the the day the mayor got shot, the things along those lines, you know, the day of the gun, the day of the earthquake, the 1906 earthquake. We had the last survivor from 1906 in one of our documentaries. We've got a guy named Ken who's really, really good at documentaries. Fantastic. Award-winning guy. So he was doing one on San Francisco in the film. And Jan Wall is our movie critic and... Quite honestly, I don't think anyone really likes her. I don't know why she's still around. She's one of those people who hates a movie and then it turns out great. And she says, oh, golly gee, I loved it. Like she changes her opinions. Like, I don't know. It's it's tough to explain. But ultimately, I think she caters to a crew. I don't know. It, I'm not going to totally throw under the bus. She's the hat lady. She recommends hats. And she, she wanted to be in Ken's uh, documentary and he wanted nothing to do with her. He wanted nothing to do with her. Just because she's the movie critic at Cron back then and she's been let go. Just because she's the movie critic, she wants to be in it and like talk about Hollywood coming to San Francisco. And uh, so she gets in his face about it and, and Ken goes, F you. Screw you, you little. And he starts throwing, he's from Jersey, and he starts throwing every bomb at her possible. And she backs herself up into the elevator and he gets to the elevator. He starts pointing a finger in her face, screaming, yelling at her, and basically pushes her all basically throughout a whole building like get out of my face there's no chance you're gonna be in my documentary don't even think about it don't even dream about it goodbye bye-bye no uh-uh like she couldn't get a word in edgewise it's one of the greater stories at crime there's another story about a guy being fired and peeing in the bathroom in an inappropriate way and he didn't realize the security camera caught him <laughs> but that's neither here nor there i won't even go into that one i won't even go into that one but um those are some of my favorite cron stories and finally today Apple's head of internet services, he's he's starting to make Hollywood rounds again because he's trying to push that package of, of movies on a subscription basis. Apple's catching a lot of heat from not Hulu, but from um, trying to get that free app out there from Adobe on Adobe Flash so that we can go watch on our Apple projects uh, products so we can go watch alternative content that doesn't necessarily have to be downloaded and paid for that may be advertising supported that doesn't necessarily play into apple's business model so apple again is hiring someone to really make the rounds and really make a go at it to see if they can't convince the media world that um there should be a subscription base towards their content on apple's devices sans sans adobe and flash this is rob black show and i am rob black it's rob black and your money 
Uh, my background is in money. My background is giving you a second opinions, trusted referrals. Anytime I say something, I usually am not going to go off the deep end to get you into financial trouble. Anytime I refer you someone, I've, I've worked with that person. I know that person. I know their fees. I know their structures. They're not going to hurt you. So if you need a referral or anything, go to robblack.com, robblack.com. I'll refer you to every, anyone I know in the financial community. Anyway, um, I'm out of content. Thanks so much for listening today. Monday, we got through it. Tuesday's show will be live in Perky, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Should I stay or should I go? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.